Listen, if you don't know who I am, I'm Pastor Deej. I'm the associate pastor here at Connect, and I'm so glad to be able to spend a little bit of time with you guys this morning. Now, can you please help me and welcome our Framingham campus. Come on, let's give them a big hand. We love you guys. We're so proud of what you're doing, what God is doing through you in Framingham and the community beyond. Let's also welcome our online viewers and Facebook Live. So glad that you guys are here with us. Our lead pastor, Derek Fry, is not here with us. He is on a very well-deserved vacation. He's getting down and getting brown, as he likes to say. Um, weather is helping with that, so that's, that's very good. Uh, and listen, this, this week, we, uh, today, we have several different things going on. So it's a, it's a service with, you know, baby dedication. We're going to have a baby dedication in just a little bit. We're going to have water baptism later. So there's a lot to plan for it, and I'm usually the person that plans all of that and talks to all the people and all of that stuff. And then I also prepared a message for today. And listen, it's crazy. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. And, and listen, for PD to, to prepare a message week after week after week, and sometimes he prepares two or three messages in one week because he speaks at different places as well. Plus, on top of everything else that he does, he deserves a break. Amen? So I'm so glad that you're enjoying this video. I know you're listening. Probably are. Uh, so enjoy your vacation. We love you. We miss you and Stacy and everybody else. All right. You guys excited for today? Yeah. Listen, we are a church that claps a lot. So we're going uh, to do another big clap. Let's honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right now. Let's give him a big hand. We have lots of people. We have lots of people getting baptized today. We have 20-plus people getting baptized today. And, and I'm so proud of every single one of you getting baptized today. God is doing something great in your life. May we never, church, may we never take it for granted, the fact that God is moving in such a massive way in our church. Amen. The old has gone. The new has come. People are getting baptized today. And their, their lives are changed because of the grace and power of Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you were here last week? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. All right. That's a lot of you. That's a lot of you. That's great. So you guys enjoy Pastor um, Jonathan Del Turco. He kicked off this series called Summer at Connect, and he did such a great job. He, he, he was talking about the fact that whatever it is that we intake here, however it is that we're fed, whatever it is that we learn, he encouraged us and kind of challenged us to be able to take it outside of these walls, right? Not just keep it in here, but also be able to reach the community around us. What a powerful, powerful message. Now today I'm going to talk about something completely different. Today I'm going to talk about a subject that I think is very timely. A subject that I think that it really affects every single person, whether you're a child or a teenager, young adult and beyond. I think it really affects every single person. So say, this is for me, so I better pay attention. That's good. That's good. So listen, we'll know, we know that we are why We are the sum total of choices and decisions made by who? By us, right? We are a sum total of the choices and decisions that we make. Yes, other people can make decisions that will directly or indirectly influence our lives, but we always have a choice on how to react to it. So yes, we are the sum total of the choices that we make. Another way of saying this or another way of looking at it is that the future is the sum total. Our future is the byproduct of the choices and decisions that we make today. Am I right? So our choices really matter. So look to your neighbor and say, you made a good choice to be here today. So what I, wanna, what I want you to um, imagine for just a second, okay, here, online, Facebook, Framingham, wherever you are, just imagine for a second. 
imagine the fact that everybody loves you. Everybody likes you. Everybody approves everything that you do. Everybody wants to be like you. They want to walk with you. They want to be you because you're just that awesome. You go to a place, they don't even charge your meal because you're awesome. You know, like you, you get a raise every single month without asking at your job just because you're awesome. Everybody approves and, and they accept you exactly as you are. Even your neighbor's dog won't bark when you pass by their house. Why? Because you're just that awesome, right? So I hope you enjoyed imagining this because it will never, ever happen. It will simply not happen. But we certainly try, don't we? We certainly try to impress everybody. We certainly try to keep everybody happy. We certainly try to please everybody. The truth is that culture today, the truth is that, that not only culture but, but society today really largely dictates how we make decisions. They dictate how we make choices. They dictate how we behave, how we look, how we dress, what we, what we eat, how we behave, how we, what we post, everything. They largely play a, 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 a huge influence in our lives in the decisions that we make. Isn't that true? And, and the more we try to keep up with it, the more we try to meet that demand, the more we try to impress people and keep them happy, the more we realize that we fall short at the end of it all. And we're empty at the end of it all. Now, I want to I shift a little bit. I, I want you to imagine something that can actually happen. Imagine waking up every single day fueled by passion, fueled by calling, fueled by purpose, knowing that what you're doing makes a difference. Imagine waking up every single day consumed with the desire to please God, consumed with the desire to do good to other people. Imagine going, going to bed every single night knowing that you made a difference in every single person's life. Imagine that. You know what? That can't happen. That can happen. And not only can that happen, that is what God intends for each one of us. And it's what each believer, each person, believe it or not, should strive for because it's a fulfilled life. And that can totally happen. But in order for that to happen, we need to make some choices. We need to make some choices. Now, can you say this? I need to make a choice. Now, I need a little more participation. I need to make a choice. Come on. Amen. Amen. So we're going to make some choices as we go along. Now, PD said, PD shared uh, uh, two or three weeks ago that he really likes to, to watch, you know, fail videos, right? You know, people falling and, and getting hurt and that kind of stuff. And, and I believe that most of you like it too, but, you know, only a few of us are willing to admit on a microphone that we like to watch that kind of stuff. But I like it too. And I was, as, as I was looking at, at, at a few things, I mean, some of them just popped and I just wanted to share with you guys so that we can all laugh together. Take a look at this one. Look at this guy. Can somebody help him to understand what a push-up is? Because ah, that's really dangerous to do it that way. <laughs> Let's do another one. Look at that one. That's your typical episode of man versus machine. Oh, my goodness. What about the next one? Look at that. Look at that. Let's get some exercise done without breaking a sweat. No, 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 no way. We can't sweat. Incredible. I mean, that's really not going to work. All right, let's, let's look at another one. Look at this. Who can guess what happened two minutes, uh, not two minutes, like two seconds later? Incredible. Let's look at another one. Oh, look at that. Definitely the, the wrong use of that equipment. Hopefully he doesn't feel that he is home somewhere else. You know, he's a little too comfortable, looks like it. Wow, wow, wow. 
It's incredible. Now, why am I showing you this? Why am I showing you all of these pictures of people using everything the wrong way? Because this is the key point for today. And this is in your notes, by the way, in your worship guide. If we don't know the purpose of a thing, all we can do is misuse the thing. If we don't know the purpose of a thing, all we can do is misuse the thing. Hoping that we use the thing for the thing the thing was intended. Hopefully we're able to follow all of that. Again, if we don't know the purpose of a thing, all we can do is misuse the thing. Now, it's the same thing in our lives. If we don't know the purpose of our lives, all we can do is misuse our lives. Ho hopefully that's sinking in. If we don't know the purpose of our lives, all we can do is misuse it. So, so if we don't know the purpose of our lives, we end up just having, just experimenting through life. And having, experiencing some uh, uh, level of contentment, some level of satisfaction, some level of significance along the way, if any. Why? Because if we don't know the purpose of a thing, we're definitely not going to use it for the purpose intended. So we're definitely going to end up misusing it. Are you guys getting this? And the second point is this. If you want to find out the purpose of a thing, don't look for it in what? In another thing. But in the one who actually created the thing. The same thing in our lives. Very often we try to find purpose. We try to find our purpose based on, a, on, on what other people think. Based on what other people are doing. And we don't necessarily go to the one that actually created us. But if we want to truly know the purpose for our lives, we need to go to the one that created us. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. That is so, so important. But most of us, a lot of times, we, we simply try to, whether we do it consciously or subconsciously, we try to really find our purpose. We try to figure it out whether or not we are on track with what we're supposed to do in life through other people, through what they think, through how they view us. And we end up mimicking their behavior. We end up imitating their, their, their behavior. Why? Because we look at them and, and apparently they have it all together. Apparently they know what they're doing. Apparently they, 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 uh, they, they are focused on their mission and they know what their purpose is. But the truth is they are probably looking at us the same way. They're probably looking at us and trying to figure their purpose through us. And that's all wrong because we're missing the most important person in this equation. And that is God himself because he's the one that created us, right? But think about it. We do this all the time. We do this all the time. We, we either ask, uh, flat out ask people what they think, or, or, or we, we project, uh, we talk in a way that we want, we're kind of fishing for their feedback. You know, do you like me? Do you like my, my hair? Do you like my, my, my beard? Do you like my car? I mean, did you see the car I drive? I mean, I, mean, I, I, I have the phone, the iPhone X right now. I mean, can, can we be friends now? Can we talk more? Uh, you know, do, do you follow me on Instagram? And I follow you on Instagram, but why don't you follow me on, on Instagram? Did you like the picture I posted? I mean, I, I worked very hard on the... On the, uh, on, the, on the filters and all of that. I mean, I put a little caption uh, there that was pretty cool. I mean, you didn't comment. I mean, do you like me? Do you like me? You see, we're constantly getting that feedback, trying to get that feedback. Do you like me? Do you like me? Am I good enough? I'm trying to do everything for you to like me because if I, if I feel that you like me, I'm going to get a confirmation. I'm going to feel confirmation that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm on the right track. And before long... We come to realize that we're literally living for the approval of people. And we're asking questions like, am I, am I on right track? Am I doing what I'm called to do? Am I using my life the way I'm supposed to use it? Am I not wasting my time here on earth? 
We're asking all of these great questions. The problem is that we're asking very often the wrong audience. Are you tracking? So if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you don't look for it in another thing. You actually ask the one that created the thing. Amen? Now let me take a moment here to just kind of to, uh, I just want to disarm or maybe demystify the, the word purpose. Because um, I believe that, that that word is very often not used the right way. And I'll explain that, that, that in a second. My, my father is here today, by the way. And uh, it's, it's an honor for me to have you, Dad, uh, here with us today. My father, my mom, so glad to have him. But I was, I was born into a pastoral family. My father's a pastor ever since I was born. And I've had the opportunity to chat with many, many, many people. So I've been involved in ministry for a very long time. And I've had hundreds, thousands of conversations with people. And very often, one topic that comes in those conversations is the, the topic of purpose. You know, people are always trying to figure out what their purpose is. Or, or, or they want to figure out if they are on track with what their purpose is. And quite frankly, I've gotten to that place myself several different times throughout my life, trying to figure out what my purpose is. But the thing is that very often when we're talking about purpose, we are focused on the big capital P purpose. Like the one thing that you're supposed to do in life. You know, that, that one mission. The thing that you're going to be remembered by if you die. And if you're ever uh, famous, that's what's going to be on Wikipedia. You know what I'm saying? Like we're always focused on that big P capital purpose for our lives. But we often miss what is right in front of us. And along the way, I've come to realize that purpose is not just one thing. And, and, but we think it is because, because we are so limited in our thinking, in our creativity. Now, God, let me tell you this. God is not a short-sighted God. God is not a narrow-minded God. So, and, and we shouldn't be putting God in a little box to say, what's my one thing for me to do? God has so much more for you and me to do than just one thing. Can I have an amen from somebody? God has so much more for you and me, there's just so much more than just one little thing. So, that, so what, I, what I want you to focus, what I want you to start thinking of is, is this. You start observing the little P, the, 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 the small case P purpose moments in your lives. Not necessarily just be looking for the big P purpose moment, but look for the, for, for the little P purpose moments in your life. And you're going to find so much fulfillment when you, when you see it that way. And we all have them. We all have those moments in our lives that, that we can act according to the purpose of God for that moment. You know, maybe you're at the office and you notice that somebody is a little downcast. Somebody's a little discouraged. Maybe you're the person that is supposed to come in and bring a word of hope, bring a little bit of encouragement to that person. There's purpose in that. There's purpose in that. God's purpose is in that. Or maybe you, you know somebody that, is, that, that has a need, whether it's a financial need or maybe they just need a ride somewhere. Maybe they need to be connected to somebody that knows about a job or maybe knows about a car or maybe knows about housing. Whatever it is, maybe you're the person to meet that need. There's purpose in the moment. Can I have an amen from somebody? Or maybe you see somebody that is definitely doing something wrong and they're going to end up getting hurt at the end. And all they need is somebody that cares enough to come alongside them and say, hey, man, you're, you're going the wrong direction. You're going to crash. Let me help you. Let me show you a different way. There's purpose in the moment. There's purpose in the moment. And we all have these little P purpose moments in our lives. We all have them. But I want, you know, I want you to encourage you to see it as purposes. Now, whenever we face these things, we, we either 
uh, do them. We either meet that need, we either fulfill that purpose, or we just ignore it and just go about our days because we're so busy, right? We're so busy. I, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. I, I got to do my thing. But very often, when we do actually respond to that need, we don't connect it to God. So, you know, we get home. It's just, we just had another day. I helped this guy do this, 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 that. But we fail to see that God's purpose is in it. Now, once we start to look at these things and we see that God's purpose is in all of these things, we are going to experience fulfillment. We're going to experience significance like we've never experienced before. Amen? Amen? Now, as you do that, it just takes a little moment to realize that as you do that, you start to pay attention and recognize all of these little P purpose moments in your life. And then eventually something happens. There's a shift that happens. And what a great shift this is. You know, the Bible says in Luke 16.10, it says this. If you are faithful in what? In the little things, you will be faithful in large ones. If you're faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in large ones. God is a wise God. God is not going to give you a ton of responsibility, put something huge in your lap for you to, for you to take care of. If, if, if you're not tested, if you're not tested, if you're not tested, God is not going to do that. Why? Because it's going to end up hurting you and hurting the people involved. So we are always in the process of being tested by God so that he can see whether or not he can trust us with something bigger. And then so when you're faithful with enough of the lower P purpose moments in your life, you're faithful enough, you're faithful enough, you're faithful enough. All of a sudden you start experiencing a little bit of a larger purpose moment in your life. All of a sudden you start to, 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 to be responsible for uh, things that will, be, will bring a little bit more of an impact for you and for the people involved. And as you continue to grow into it, you, you, you can kind of look back and say, you realize and you see, wow, for this I was born. For this I was born. There's a progression that I want you to look at. There's a progression. This is what happens right here. You go from little P-purpose moments in your life and you accumulate them. All of a sudden, it starts to grow, grow, grow. All of a sudden, you're experiencing and you're finding out what your true purpose for your life is. Can I have an Amen. What we need to realize is that purpose is really not a destination. It's a journey. It's a journey. It, it's not just a place, but it's a process. I was, I was sharing with uh, CLA this past uh, uh, Tuesday. We were talking in, in, in the Q&A session of it, and, and I was sharing the fact that, hey, listen, uh, uh, um, life is a qualifying process. We are always being qualified for what comes next. Why? Because God is always always testing us if you're faithful in the little things you're going to be faithful in the large ones amen and this is what happens right here not just a destination it's a journey not just a place it's a process can i have an amen there's power and purpose for this moment for this person i'm called to make a difference i'm called to make a difference if we live with our eyes on the little p purpose moments that god has for us it's a powerful thing so i'm going to give you guys Three, uh, 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 three different things here that purpose does to us. And hopefully this is going to encourage you to more and more look for and to live according to God's purpose in your life. Are you guys ready? All right, number one. Number one, purpose minimizes distraction. This is in your worship guides. Purpose minimizes distraction. I mean, I, I work a lot with my computer. I'm a researcher by nature. I love to know things. Even if I'm never going to use that information, I just like to read. So I'm always looking at stuff on my computer. And uh, either that or I'm, I'm writing a document or I am uh, looking, researching stuff to buy on the internet, whatever it is. I'm always in, my, in front of my computer. 
Now, the first thing that I do anytime I open up my computer is what? I maximize the screen, right? Why? Because if I don't, I'm going to have my email right here on my top left, you know, just coming in. And then my, on my bottom right, I have my text message just popping in like crazy. And then on another part of my, on my screen, I'm going to have the, 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 the little web page in the background. And there's a pop-up ad just blinking, calling my attention. And then there's the muted YouTube video just going on in the background. And in the middle of all of that, I have that one little page. That I need to work on, apparently. That I need to write something. But I have all of these things, like, calling my attention. So what do I do? I go to that one thing that I'm supposed to be doing, and I click the maximize button on my screen. All of a sudden, boom, all the distractions are, war, are, are where? They're gone. They're gone. So, so purpose will do the same thing for us. If we maximize God's purpose in our lives, we minimize all of the distractions that are around us. They're still there. They're still there. But we minimize them. Why? Because we're focused on purpose. And, and for so many of us, one of the biggest distractions that we have is comparisons. It's comparisons. We get so distracted and very often we get off track. We, 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 we start chasing another dream or chasing another direction simply because of comparisons. Comparisons. You know, uh, she already finished college and I'm, I'm on year five and I still have like seven more years to go. Like, wow, you know, 12 years college, God bless you. But, yeah, but, but we're comparing, right? You know, everybody's having fun on Saturday. It's sunny outside, and I'm here working. Again, just comparing. She's younger. She's married and has five kids already, and I, and I don't even have a boyfriend yet. Ooh. Sorry about that, but, yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, he's the most popular guy in school. Everybody wants to hang out with him, but nobody even knows I exist. So we're always Comparing and comparing and comparing. And let me tell you, purpose will diminish all of that. Purpose will minimize all of that. A great example we see in the Bible is, is a man called Nehemiah. So say Nehemiah. 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 Yeah, there's a, actually a whole book in the Bible called Nehemiah. You should read it. It's very cool. So, he, so Nehemiah finds out that the, the, the walls of his city were destroyed. And he gets deeply concerned about that. And by the way, just a little sidebar, anytime you get deeply concerned or burdened by something, that's a sign that there may be purpose in there, all right? So, because so, there are many people that see something, they don't really care about it. And then some people, it really, you know, it's like recycling, you know, like how many here like to recycle? All right, then do something about it, all right? Just get, <laughs> get recycle, uh, more recycled beans in your office and that kind of stuff. Why? Because if for some reason you're burdened by something, there is a sign of purpose in there. For you, so he, so he's burdened about the, the walls of Jerusalem because it was destroyed, and then he asks permission for the king. After several months of praying about it, he asks permission uh, from from the king to go to his city. And by the way, there's another teaching right here. There's power in submission to authority. So he asks permission for uh, 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 from the king to go and fix this, the the wall. So he gets there. He eventually he, he finds favor in the eyes of the king. He gets there and he assembles a team. Yet another sidebar, important to know, anytime we're getting ready to do something bigger, we need to be in a team. That's why it's so important to be part of connect groups, to be part of the dream team so that we can have people. We're not meant to do life alone. Can I have an amen? amen. So he gets there and he starts to, 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 they start to work. Brick upon brick, they start to fixing stuff. And then all of a sudden, they start to, to face opposition. 
and the enemies are coming in and they're threatening them about this, this, and that, and, 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 and they're supposed to be stopping that. And, and then all of a sudden, even the people that were once very excited to help them, they start complaining. But do you know how they start complaining? They start complaining because everybody else is having fun down there while we are up here on this wall, brick upon brick upon brick upon brick. They start comparing. What a distraction. But I love what he says. Nehemiah simply looks at them and, and, and people are calling him, come down, come talk to us, you know, two of particular enemies of him. And, and so they keep calling him and then, and then he looks at them and he basically says, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. All of this is distracting me. I'm doing something great right here. Look at what the Bible says, Nehemiah 6.3. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. I'm doing a great work. I love that. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. I'm fulfilling God's purpose for my life for this moment right now, and I can't come down. I'm doing a great work, and I can't come down. Some of you need to hear this. Some of you need to really internalize this because maybe you're facing opposition right now. Maybe you're facing distractions right now. you got to remind yourself that no matter how little it seems uh, that whatever it is that you're doing is, you got to remind yourself that you're doing a great work and you can't come down. Because Why? Because all of us are going to be distracted. All of us are going to be distracted from time to time. I remember when I was 15 years old, and my dad, who's here, who's here right now, we, we used to own a um, propane business in Brazil, which is a very profitable business and very hard-to-get-in business. And, and, and when my father received the, the call of God to come and pastor a church here in America, he decided to follow God's calling, right? So he decides to sell the business. When, when the word goes out that he's selling all of that, you know, in the business inner circles, people are like, this guy is crazy, giving all of this up. To go and be a pastor? That's crazy. But he was saying, I'm doing a great work. And I can't come down. I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. <sighs> My friends came up to me at that particular time too and knowing what was going on. And they, and they would tell me like, you guys are crazy. You guys are leaving everything here just to go there and be a pastor. Are you going to be a pastor's kid? And my answer to them was like, yeah, my father is doing a great work. He's definitely not coming down. <laughs> yeah, because I, I didn't have much going on at that time. Um, <laughs> but all of us are going to face distractions, you know. But maybe some of you are convicted about getting out of debt. I mean, how many of you think that God wants us to be debt free? Yes, he does. So some of you are working towards getting out of debt, and then maybe you find opposition. Maybe you find you think that people are, 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 are making fun of you because of the type of lunch you eat or maybe the, the kind of clothes you're wearing, maybe the car you drive. All you got to keep telling yourself is what? I am doing a great work, and I can't come down. I can't come down. Maybe you're up, you have little kids, and you're up to your neck in diapers. Maybe your best friend is called Aquaphor. Who knows Aquaphor? You know, the famous butt cream. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're having, maybe you're having imaginary conversations with a, with a girl called Diaper Genie. You know, like if you don't have one, you should definitely get one. Uh, so, so important. But and, and you dream of having a conversation for more than three minutes without interruptions. Right. So if, maybe if that's you, stay faithful. Stay faithful. Little P purpose moments. Little P purpose moments. Little P, little P, little P, little poop. Little poop. Lots of poop. All of a sudden, medium-sized poop. That's when I call for help. But that's a different story. But stay faithful in the moment. Why? Because you're doing a great work and you can't come down. Maybe you're saving yourself and you're trying to stay pure for marriage. And you're feeling all of that pressure from your friends. 
because you're so old-fashioned, because this is so weird. I mean, this is the new normal. Everybody's doing it. You should definitely get some. All you got to tell yourself and you got to tell your friends is that God has a plan for you, that you have a vision for your life, and that you're doing a great work, and you can't come down. Can I have an amen? amen. And that is the choice that we have today. Because we can give in to the pressure and we can just do it in order for us to gain the approval of people. Or we can choose to follow God's purpose for our lives. That's the choice that we have today. We literally have to say, I choose. Okay, this thing is frozen again. There you go. But I have a secret weapon right here. I can trigger it from here. In just a second. Here you go. I choose God's purpose over the approval of people. I choose God's purpose over the approval of people. Now, the second thing is this. Purpose will always put others first. Nope, still not working. All right. Purpose will put others first. We'll definitely put others first. Purpose will always lead you to serve people, to serve others. And it doesn't really take much to realize that God's purpose is always centered around people. God's purpose is always centered around around people every single time that you're doing something that that is for God you're always going to find a person or a people in the receiving end of it and a great way for us to gauge whether or not we are doing the right thing whether or not we're living according to God's purpose is if you look back you know whether you look back a day a week a month or a year back and, and, and you look at the times that you felt that you've done something that you felt successful is, was it about you or is, or is it about people did you, did you add to people or did you add to yourself? It's a great way for us to analyze that. Are you building people? Are you blessing people? Are you helping people? Are you teaching people? Are you growing people? Or are you doing that all for yourself? Are you accumulating wealth for yourself? Are you working on yourself? Are you just getting stuff done for yourself? Because I submit to you that if you can't find people in the receiving end of your life, of, of, of the things that you're doing, chances are that you're walking away, very far away from God's purpose for your lives. I know it's, I know it's hard to, to, to talk a little bit about it, but it's important that we do. And I desperately want you to find God's purpose for your life. Look at what it says in Philippians. There we go. Still not working. Uh, I'll keep checking until it works. Philippians 2.3 says this. Do nothing what? From selfishness or empty conceit. Conceit is not another word for pride. Do nothing from, self, from, from, from a stand or, or attitude of selfishness, but instead with an attitude of humility, fast forward right here, um, regarding others as more important than yourselves. Regarding others as more important than yourselves. Purpose will always do that. Purpose will always compel you to put others first, others before yourself. However, many of us are living right here. In the selfishness part of it. Why? How do we gauge that? Are you, are you looking for success or are you looking for significance? Why? Because success can often lead you uh, uh, to, sorry, selfishness can often lead you to success. It will not always lead you to success, but it can often lead you to success. However, you, you reach that level at the expense of others very often. You're stepping on top of people because you just want to be successful. All you care about or is yourself at that particular moment. But if you're, if you're working with God's purpose, if you're 
living with God's purpose in your life, you're always going to be driven to significance. And significance is always about people. You know, another way of looking at it is success is measured by what you've done or what you accomplished for yourself. Now, significance is measured based on what you've done and what you accomplished in and for people. It's different. It's a much higher level of, of success. It's called significance. Now, it's absolutely okay for you to be successful, for you to have success in what you do. God actually wants us to be successful, to do things well. But as long as successful is not your GPS coordination, you know, coordinates, as long as it's not the destination, we can experience success as long as it's on the way to significance. Can I have an amen from somebody? And that is the next uh, uh, choice that we have is this. I choose significance over success. I choose significance over success. Amen? So one, purpose will minimize distractions. Two, purpose will definitely put others first. And then the third and last one is this. Purpose will empower you to please God. Purpose will empower you to please God. In the New Testament, we see a story of Peter and John. And, and they are talking about Jesus. They are preaching about Jesus. They are uh, uh, praying for people. They are healing people, performing miracles. All of that in the name of Jesus, 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 Jesus. And then all of a sudden, the religious leaders of that particular time, they start to, uh, to, to talk because they're, they're nervous about it. Because it goes against what they believed at that particular time. They start to talk and they come up with a plan on what to do. So, so look, look, look what it says um, in Acts chapter 4, 17. It says this. Let's threaten them against speaking to anyone in what? Come on, say it loud. In what? This name. This name. It's funny that 2,000 years ago, the problem was what? This name. You fast forward it to now. Anytime somebody of, let's say, a political person or, 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 or somebody of high influence, whenever, they, they, they can talk about God, they can talk about a higher power, they can talk about a supreme being, they can talk about uh, an energy, but the moment that they say the name Jesus, things change, right? It simply changes. Why? Why? They, 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 people start to silence them, people start to sideline them. Why? Because the name of Jesus is the name above all names. Can I have an amen from somebody? It's the name above all names. One day every single knee will bow, every mouth will confess, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He is the King of Kings. Come on everybody. He is the King of Kings. He is the only name that brings salvation to all who believes in Him. Amen. But what could they do? What could they do? They had a choice. They could please the officials, the religious leaders at that particular time, and, and, and obey and just and comply with that, they would actually save themselves aggravation and, and so many other, you know, persecution and suffering, or they continue to please God. What did they choose? Look at their answer. You are the judges here. That's, that's what they answered to the religious leaders. You are the judges here, so we'll leave it up, we'll leave it up to you to judge whether it's right in the sight of God, to obey your commands or God's. But then they go on to say this. But one thing we can tell you, we cannot possibly restrain ourselves to be talking about what we've seen and heard. We can't restrain ourselves. Why? Because they were so full of purpose that they were so compelled to please God, they could not stop. And that's what I want for your life. 
for you to be so compelled and so, so uh, fueled and motivated by purpose that you cannot stop to please God. Can I have an amen? And then eventually they get arrested and, and they get confronted on why they kept on doing what they were not supposed to do. And then they responded this. If we have to choose between obedience to God and obedience to any human authority, then we must obey God. They were full of God's purpose and they were compelled to please God. Now, who did they want to please? God or man? Who do you want to please? God or man? I'm going to ask again. Who do you want to please? God. God. Absolutely want to please God. But why? One of the reasons why we don't please God is because we know we can't please men. Right? We can't please everybody. Oh, but we try so hard and it's really, really, really pathetic to, be, to, 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 to look at it on how we do this. I mean, we're always asking these questions. I mean, do you like me? I mean, do you like my hair? Do you, do you like my, my, my style? I mean, did you notice I'm going to CrossFit? I mean, I think I lost a little bit of weight. I mean, do you like my jeans? Do you, do you think it makes me look a little bit fat? I mean, do you like my shoes? I mean, did you see the, the, the picture I posted of my dinner last time? I and mean, I, 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 did you see the restaurant I was? I mean, I can afford that restaurant. Um, you know, um, <laughs> are you following me on, on Instagram? Are you following me on Facebook? I mean, are we friends? Are we friends? Are we friends? Are we okay? Are we okay? I mean, I sent you a text message five minutes ago. I didn't get a response back. I mean, I saw the bubbles. I mean, I saw the bubbles going. I mean, you were typing something. You were typing something, but I never received something back. When I saw the bubbles, where is the response? I mean, are we okay? Did I do something to upset you? Are we okay? Are we good? Are we good? Are we buddies? Oh, yeah. How did you find out? I'm, yes, I'm a Christian. How did you find out? Well, I mean, is that okay? Am I weird now? Is this weird? Is this weird? I can, I, I, I can dial it down a little bit. I, mean, I can just be a Christian every now and then. Are we still buddies? Are we still friends? Isn't it true that we do this very often? Living to please people is exhausting. And it leaves nowhere. And it definitely keeps us from the purposes of God for our lives. Now here is the deal. Here's the deal. We can't please Everybody, right? I mean, we, we saw the little exercise today that we did. You know, imagine everybody loves you. That's probably the stupidest waste of your mental capacity to be imagining something like that. Why? Because it will never happen. So we know that we can't please everyone. We know we can't please everyone. So get this. We know we can't please everyone, right? We know we can't please everyone. But get this. We know we can't please everyone, but we can please God. We know we can't please everyone, but we can please God. Come on, say this with me. We know we can't play, we can please everyone, but we can please God. Yes, we can please God. So how do we please God? We please God every single time we're living by faith. We please God every single time that we're listening to his voice and we do what he says. We please God every time that we say no to our selfish desires in order for us to say yes to what God is calling us to do. We please God every time we are faithful in the lower P purpose moments in our lives. We please God and there is power in purpose. There's power in purpose. And it just takes a moment to realize that, that we can only find the, the affirmation, the, the significance that we need for our lives in God. And that all the opinions of different people, they really don't matter that much. Because we need to please God instead of everyone else. Because we simply can't please everyone else. Amen? And so the choice that we have to make is this. We choose to please God 
over everyone else. We choose to please God over everyone else. So the final choice that we make, this is in your notes as well, is I choose to see and live God's purpose for my life every day. I choose to see and live God's purpose for my life every single day. So purpose will definitely minimize distractions in your life. It will definitely compel you to serve others and to put others before yourself. And it will definitely empower you to please God. Now listen to this. There's, there's, there's value in being liked by people. But there's greater value in being loved by God. There's value in having fun with friends. But there's greater value in spending time and having intimacy with God. There's great value in success. But there's greater value in significance. And finally, there's great value in impressing people, in pleasing people, in making them happy. But there's far greater value in pleasing God. Amen? If you guys can all stand to your feet, we're going to conclude the service. There's so much more to life than just surviving. God wants you to thrive in life. God wants you to feel significance as you journey through life. There's so much more than just living with the pressure to measure up, pressure to impress, pressure to keep up the appearances sometimes. There's so much more than that. But in order for you to realize what that is, you need to figure out what your purpose is. And you need to start looking at it on a daily. With every head bowed, every eye closed, let's just give a little bit of privacy to the people next to us. As I said in the beginning, if we don't know the purpose of a thing, all we can do is misuse the thing. And if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you shouldn't go to another thing, but you should go to the one that created the thing. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling with purpose. Maybe you're here today and you, you're wondering why you're even here, why you're even alive. I want to direct you to the one that created you. He is the only one that will be able to answer. He is the only one that will be able to help you. Now, if you're here today and you never made a connection with God, because you can't f figure that out, you can't find out your purpose is without a relationship with God. And if you've never established a relationship with God before, you've never surrendered your life to God before, today I'm going to give you a chance to do so. Jesus Christ died for your sins. He paid the price. He, he, pray, he paid the price for all of your sins, past, present, and future. Sometimes we, we're just trying to live life, trying to do better, trying to impress people because we want to get that sense that we're doing more good than bad. That will never happen. That is a fool's errand. So if you're ready to surrender to God, if you're ready to invite him into your heart, if you've never done that before, but you're ready to establish a relationship with Christ, just between me, you, and God, every head bowed, every eye closed, just between me, you, and God, be bold to raise your hand right now. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Anyone else? 
I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand in the back too. Thank you. Come on, church. Repeat these words with me. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I surrender to you now. I know that I'm born for a purpose. I know that you have a plan for me. God, I pray that you reveal yourself to me. Be with me. Lead me. Guide me. You gave your life for me. So now I give my life to you. In Jesus' name.